Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. And if you are watching the video of this, I am currently sporting a hat that has a little jack-o'-lantern on it. And then I'm wearing a sweater. Yes, I live in Arizona and it's still like 110, but that doesn't mean I have to go outside, you know, like the the AC in here kind of gets a little bit chilly. So I'm like, I could put on a little sweater for the day, you know, a little comfy cozy. So that is what I'm sporting today. Um, I'm pretty sure it is a kid's hat. So it is like on the last little, um, little, little line of, uh, you know, thread to tighten it that didn't make sense and I'm so sorry it took me forever to get that out um but yeah anyways comfy cozy today while we talk about a book that people have actually been describing this book like on par with fourth wing if not better and I say nay absolutely not um I can see how they liked it as much as they like fourth wing but for it to be better than fourth wing I'm pretty sure the people that are saying that maybe just don't like fantasy as much as contemporary. You know what I'm saying? Because there's absolutely no way that this book is better than Fourth Wing. Um, it's a good kind of like segue. Like I, I talked about in one of my TikToks that the Rowan, the Lachlan feuds, that's a good segue from Fourth Wing if you don't want to have that little slump. Um, and this, yeah, of course is a, a good segue, but it's, it's no way on par. And a funny thing that happened this week. So we have some family that are staying with us and my sister-in-law, um, she's brand new to the family. And so, um, we are kind of just sitting there and, and this is the moment where the book community, you guys know that it's like you're kind of getting like a sense of who the other person is like maybe if they do read so you kind of ask like oh do you read very much and then uh, she didn't really ask me if I read but she said the most pivotal like most important question you could ask someone is have you read Akatar?" and I looked at her and I said ma'am ma'am I know you don't know me but have I read Akatar?" yes welcome to my book club (laughs) and then she was in and we started talking about books I took her up to my little bookshelf I gave her so many different books to start on like to borrow and so she's going away with like a bag of books because I'm like oh girl if you like that uh you're gonna like all this so of course I gave her like the fourth wing I gave her the blood and ash series I gave her the Lucy score series um what else did I give her um I gave her the rev relentless series I don't really I don't think I've talked about that on this um on the podcast before maybe I have um but I definitely need to do an episode on that series because it is like me my sister and my mom it is literally our top series ever 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 so I'm I think Karen Lynch I think she wrote that series yes and I really haven't talked about it very much so I gave her that series um I think I gave her the Jennifer Armentrout Alien series, like the Obsidian and Onks. Um, what else did I give her? Oh, I gave her Fourth Wing because I'm like, if you like Akatar, you're going to like Fourth Wing. So she just asked the magic question, and I was like, little girl, I got you. 
I got you. So I'm excited for her to uh, read all of that. And um, yeah, so I can talk about it with more people. I'm so excited. Um, So I didn't realize going back to the book that we're going to be talking about today is Divine Rivals. And I guess it's a part of two books. So the second book is going to be coming out in December, uh, December 26th. And then um, I didn't realize until afterwards, which it makes sense, that this is a teen and young adult fantasy. So I was reading some of the reviews and they were saying like, yeah, I would be comfortable with like my 14 or 15 year old daughter like reading this. And yeah, honestly, like I could see it like younger teens like liking this book. So I was just surprised because I didn't know that it was in like that genre or that like age range and so with that it's not spicy at all like there's like no spice there's like maybe a little bit of kissing but there is like absolutely no spice there is that romance and kind of like a a slow burn rivals to friends to lovers um so there is that for sure and so I think that this would be a, a good book to kind of like introduce like your teenagers to like the romance genre without being like oh my gosh I'm gonna like burn out your eyes with what we read you know what I'm saying like this is a good uh, a good book to do it because it, it's very beautiful writing very almost like poetic writing that like and we'll go over it in just a second um about like kind of like what I feel about it and all that but anyways so this is by Rebecca Ross and I did say for like my mother and sister to read it so yes on the mother sister standard my mom is actually going to read it after um she reads and I know I keep mentioning this series in like every episode but the Rowan the Lachlan feuds I'm gonna do an episode on it because I really do keep talking about it a lot um but my mom is finishing up that series and she freaking loves it so this one is on her next one because this is a third person point of view it's not like the I did this or I did this it's more of like she did this and Iris did this and kind of you know what I'm saying so third person um so yeah I I definitely am excited for her to read it I don't know if my sister would really like it I mean she would like it but I don't think she's gonna put it on her list I just think my mom would like it way more uh and yeah like because people are saying that this was like on par with fourth wing like I really didn't know what to expect and it wasn't what I expected it was kind of set in like a a 40s setting like there was like typewriters and trains but they all there was also the fantasy aspect of like gods and goddesses at kind of like the forefront of this like alternate universe and like I said before like the writing was very beautiful very poetic the world building wasn't the strongest um, but the writing was descriptive enough and beautiful enough that you felt like you were in there with the characters like the characters were really built out and and like the situations they were in but yeah like you you don't really know very much about like the gods and goddesses like the fantasy aspect so the story does make like your heart ache and I I did cry like I definitely cried in this book not like a cry cry but like tears and so if I tear up, I know my mom is probably going to sob at this book. Um, so that's uh, those are the kind of like degrees where my mom like basically cries at everything. 
Um, she has a very tender heart. Uh, she cried. Sorry, fourth wing spoiler. Beep, 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 beep. So, you know, skip ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear this. But she did really, really cry when Liam died. Um, and I didn't. So I guess like kind of take that how it is. So if I tear up in this book, yeah, it's it's kind of a tearjerker. Um, but only once did I do that. Um, and so, yeah, just like throughout the whole book, uh, you're just hoping and praying and just rooting for these characters and their love. And you just really hope that love conquers all. And like even throughout this war that they're going through and there is a lot of mention of like the two warring gods that are ha like kind of created this war. There's a bit of information about it, but not enough to really like know what's really going on um, or even kind of like make guesses on what's going on. So apparently after centuries of sleeping these two gods are like warring again and so this kind of gave me like a Hades and Persephone vibe because it is a boy and like a male and a female god and goddess that are fighting so there's two types of gods that I could that I found in this book but again there's not a lot to them because they weren't like the main focus or anything like these two characters are the main focus which makes sense and like they're in the war zone which we'll talk about but yeah just kind of the the background like the whole world building again just kind of was weak and so there's two types of gods there's the skywards um so they ruled cambria which i'm guessing that's the country i don't know if i just missed that detail like where it's at um and so she, the goddess, her name is Enva. And then there are the underlings who reign down below. And the the guy or the male, his name is Dacre. Dacre, I think. So those are the two. Um, so there used to be like hundreds of gods in these two families. But over time, they basically like killed each other until like only five were remaining. And so it's Dacre, Dacre, yeah, who... Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about their story, but basically he was like bored one day and he started like murdering these farmers and stuff. And Enva is very much like she's the kind of like Persephone. She's very much about life and love and music and beautiful. And so she's like, what are you doing? Like, so they he was like, oh, well, I have to have you. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, you can't have me. Uh, and so he like basically went to war for her until finally she was like, okay, okay, like I will go with you like down wherever you are kind of again the Hades and Persephone and then she was able to like make them fall asleep with her music so she put them to sleep. And so eventually she was able to like put them asleep for a hundred years. So then when he did wake up, that's why he was so angry and is trying to find her and has caused this huge war to like this present time right now. And so people are either either on his side or they're on her side and it's kind of split this country apart. And like that's basically all we know. But even then it was really hard to pick those details out of the story. And so yeah it was just it was kind of difficult on that end and so we have the two characters so we have iris and we have roman so iris her older brother she's 18 so her older brother forrest is 23 and he is being sent out as a soldier on the front lines 
and their mom is an addict so she stays home she's like drunk all the time and so iris is like taking care of her she did kind of get this internship at this uh gazette like to be a journalist and so forrest leaves and then five months later iris is like this intern writer at this gazette and her mom is still like still a drunk still gives her a hard time and they both of them haven't heard from her brother at all either so they assume that he's missing and and she's kind of freaking out because he was like her best friend and so at night to make herself feel better she would write him letters and then put it under her wardrobe because one time like she just wanted to kind of like keep them there but she did it once and then it disappeared and so she's like okay because I guess the gods and goddesses used to kind of like charm certain objects and things like back in the days and so she just assumed like their house kind of had a charm in it or like the wardrobe that she put it under like had this charm so she's like I don't know where they went but I'm just gonna assume they go to forest and so she kept writing these letters one night she was almost asleep when she heard heard this like rustling and she like looks over and there's a letter that came out from the wardrobe like a piece of paper and she unfolded it and she realized that it wasn't Forrest. It was basically like this random person. Um, but we do find out that it actually was Roman Kit, who is like her rival. And it actually went into his room and he's been keeping these letters. And he's known that it is Iris that is writing these letters because like what she has wrote about, assuming that it was Forrest. And so he's kind of like kept that in mind. And he also has an internship at this gazette. And so they basically are rivals to get like a full-time position as like a journalist. And of course, he's like really handsome. He's 19. Um, And so once he like writes back to where they start writing and they keep like their identities anonymous and they just kind of lean on each other. Um, with like the hardships that they're going through because Roman does like his he has a different type of hardship um, but like his parents arranged a marriage for him with like a professor's daughter and he's confused but like we find out that the professor has to do with like the war and like there's I could tell that there's like so many more details with that but there weren't any in the book and so you're just left wondering like okay well why was this arranged marriage there you know like what do they have to do something about like these bombs but then it's like okay well I want to know more about that but it doesn't go into it at all um and so it's like we kind of sense there's something lurking there and so and his parents are very influential and they're very mean and they're very strict and Roman went through like a really traumatic like hardship when he was younger and his parents blame him for it and so they have that as well so they like Iris and Roman are just like leaning on each other as anonymous writers um, back and forth and so they just continue and then um, Iris when she goes in every morning she usually does the obituaries and one morning um, there's this lady that is telling her like hey um I'm not sure what to like call this but there was a body this morning they're hoping someone can go and identify her like the description is written down it's dreadful um and so she Iris is reading this description and it says like this blue coat and 
her mom actually has a blue coat and so it that's like the that's the heartbreaking thing and so I'm not going to go into that um but you can kind of assume what's going on and so she's devastated and so she like has to leave work but she doesn't tell her boss and so like her boss gives the full-time position to Roman but Roman knows like what happened to her mom and so he's like this like this isn't fair but then she iris goes and like puts in a resignation because she's like you know what i only have my brother left i want to go and find him and so she goes to like their rival the um ink ridden tribune because they are going to the the front of the war and so she can be a correspondent there and so she does and so she is like the second half of the book is her over at the battlefronts and she makes some friends with some other correspondents there and learning about the different alarms and like learning about um, what has been hidden from them like the public and then she also like she takes her typewriter and she writes a letter and she just like puts it I think under her bed that could be wrong um, but then a letter comes back out and she realizes that it's actually the typewriter that is magical. And so we learn a little bit more about the history of the typewriter and about how Roman has a second one to that. And so kind of like the connection between that. Um, and then they kind of go into like the war zone and she's reaching out to like different soldiers to find out like more about her brother. We do find out like her brother's alive. Um, but he was like injured and so we kind of learn more about that and then like all of a sudden like she's writing back and forth with this person and all of a sudden like the letters stop and then like the next day um, they're looking out on this balcony and they see like the alarms and everything and then they see this like figure and it's Roman like he came to the battlefronts and she's like what are you doing and so like he desperately wants to tell her about these letters and so they go through like just kind of like a friendship moment right there when um, they are both like in this war and they have to go to the front and they he protects her and you just see like their friendship turn into like a relationship and start to have love and she starts to have feelings for him and like he wants to tell her so bad and then eventually it all comes together and it's just like really beautiful because she like kind of doubts him and he's like I broke off my engagement I quit my job I traveled over 600 kilometers into war for you like to be with you and that was just like a super beautiful moment and then yeah the war happens like more um more action that way that kind of separates them but then there's like a twist at the end that was really beautiful and it sets you up for the second book but then like kind of the very last of the book it goes to Dacre's like the god like his point of view and kind of like a twist that way and so it just like was frustrating you know what I'm saying because it it like I don't know I don't know how to put it like it was beautiful writing and I wanted so much more out of this book and so I'm really hoping the second book is better I mean again the writing was beautiful the characters were beautiful like you felt every emotion that Iris felt and you just wanted you rooted for them you rooted for their love 
Like, you wanted them to be together. And, yes, there was no spice, which I was fine with. I wish that there would have been some, but it would have, like, detracted from, like, the actual story between them. And just kind of, like, how their relationship blossomed and the friendships that Iris gained because she didn't have any friends before. And so you kind of go through that with her and, like, her different – the backstory and moving from there. And then, yeah – like, the, there is a cliffhanger that makes you think, like, oh, okay, I need to read the second book because I think there's going to be more about the gods in it. And so, yeah, that that was great. Um, it kind of was a slow book, but, like, there was enough detail and interest in everything that it didn't feel slow until after you finished, if that makes sense. Um, but again, very, very beautiful book. Um, and yeah, you just hope that love conquers all within this war. And I did kind of like how she, the author, did do like the two different gods and put a fantasy aspect into it. But again, like there wasn't very much fantasy. Like that was it, like just the two gods. And then like the little magic between like the typewriters and that was basically it like there's no I mean there was like some mythical creatures um with like Dacre's army that they kind of talk about but like nothing nothing other than that and so I'm really hoping for this next book that it really deeps like deep dives into the world building more and like maybe like the surrounding countries around it like what they're going through like okay are these the gods and goddesses of like the whole world or is it just like their little country or like what made them gods like I want to know their history I want to know how it affects the people I want to know like how close they are is that the only battlefront like you know there's just so many unanswered questions that would have been great in the very beginning to kind of like comprehend the situations that these characters are going to go through but yeah it, it just wasn't there and so you just kind of had to like ignore it and just be like present with the characters um which I mean wasn't bad like overall this was a great book and I am definitely going to recommend it to people but again it's not it's not going to be like oh my gosh you have to pick up this book you have to you know like there I have the different scales so this one I do recommend it but it's just not on like my top you know books I would say pick it up um it's like a, a good book to recommend to those that that don't like a lot of spice Anyways, that is the episode for this week. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you could leave me a review, I definitely would appreciate it. If it's not five stars, I will cry. Just kidding. I shouldn't guilt you guys like that. But also, I mean, there's a giveaway coming soon. So butter me up. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, I am grateful for you guys. And I will talk to you next week.